This is Gano's MMA. In April 2006, the third installment of The Ultimate Fighter hit the air. It was at this time that the world was introduced to a then-light heavyweight, Michael Bisping. The brash-talking Brit initially stood out from the pack early on in the series, primarily for his brazen trash-talking ways. I personally remember watching this season at the time, and not at all being a fan of the attitude, and really viewing, viewing him as quite a bully. For me, it turned into one of those situations where I was wanting this fighter to take a loss. I didn't want to see a guy, a guy that acted in this cocky manner prevail and rise above the rest to become the ultimate fighter. We were over 10 years removed from that time, and I don't mean any disrespect in any of the past contestants or winners of tough, but back then, winning the Ultimate Fighter was very meaningful, more so than it's ever been, and I couldn't stand the thought of this guy reaching that pinnacle. So much to my dismay, not only did the Count dispatch of his opponent in the very first fight in the house, he then went on to get his second opponent out of there by stoppage even faster than he, than he did in the first fight, so... Off to live TV on the Ultimate Fighter finale he goes to take on fellow light heavyweight Josh Haynes. I can remember quite well how I felt going into that one. Based on his impressive fights he had in the house and the toughness and the durability he put on display, I favored Bisping to get the win that night and he did just that. At the 4 minute and 14 second mark of the second round, the ref called a halt to the bout and Bisping was crowned the Ultimate Fighter and awarded a six figure contract with the UFC. I wasn't happy about this fighter becoming someone I would be watching on a regular basis from here on out, but I knew that once he got in, got in there with the elite talent, that he was going to be in trouble. But I was wrong there. He then went on to rattle off three decisive victories, and while he did have that streak disrupted by a loss to Rashad Evans, it was almost as good as winning four in a row as that was a very close fight that went to a split decision, and many thought that the count probably should have gotten the nod in that one. When I look back at it, it wasn't so much the skill set that made me think that he'd have trouble when he got to the show. I just had such disdain for the attitude and the way he carried himself at the time, and I just didn't want to believe that a guy like this was going to have his way in the UFC. So, it was exactly two years after his introduction to the world of MMA in April of 2008 when Bisping made his middleweight debut, coming off of that loss to Rashad. This ended up being the beginning of yet another three-fight winning streak. After knocking off a few upper echelon middleweights, Bisping earned himself not only a middleweight title eliminator fight against Dan Henderson, but also a gig coaching against his future opponent on the very same show he was once a contestant on. I thought I didn't like Bisping as a contestant on Tough, but the count as a coach opposite of Dan Henderson on The Ultimate Fighter, United States vs. United Kingdom, brought things to a whole new level. There wasn't a moment in that season where, if the two coaches were in the same room, that Bisping wasn't jawing at Henderson. I remember constantly feeling bad for Hendo as he never really said a word, he just kind of sat back and took the verbal assault while two of the teams looked on. It was embarrassing to watch, but eventually the season came to an end. And then came that fateful night, UFC 100. This was a huge milestone and the largest event in UFC history at the time, and there was a real big event feel for this pay-per-view. I remember talking to friends leading up to this event and saying how I hope Bisping gets his for all the disrespect he showed Hendo and Team USA. And I felt strongly about it. And we all know how the story goes. Bisping ended up being on the receiving end of one of the most devastating knockouts in MMA history. It's the kind of knockout that was so bad that even despite how strongly I posed his behavior and how much I rooted against him, I felt quite bad about how that one turned out. The MMA world was left in awe. If the initial overhand right wasn't bad enough, the follow-up diving right hand made matters and the visual all the more violent and hard to watch. 
And though it was the result I thought I wanted at the time, I didn't want that kind of harm for Bisping or anybody for that matter. Suffering that kind of defeat on the biggest stage in the world is devastating no matter which way you look at it. A loss like that can not only change the path of a fighter's career, but it could change the path of a person's life. So needless to say, I was really interested to see how the next chapter chapter for the Count would unfold. Cut to just four months later on November 14th, 2009, Bisping is set to have his first fight since the traumatic loss in his hometown of Manchester, England of all places. The pressure on that man's shoulders would have been immense no matter where the location may be, but the fact that his first fight back was in his own backyard increased that pressure tenfold. Having been following the man's career for about three years at that point, I was intrigued to say the least, especially considering the UFC was not lobbing him a softball. His opponent, Dennis Kang, was a very dangerous striker. Round one. Bisping takes to the center of the octagon in an aggressive manner. The two circle and boom. Kang lands a right hand of the temple, dropping the count, and following up by jumping on top of him and throwing punches from the guard. While Bisping is active and protecting himself on the ground, Kang spends the rest of the round on top, landing shots to the dome repeatedly. When the horn sounds, the two go to their respective corners. Bisping's corner starts telling him that now is the time when he needs to start taking over and picking up that pace, to which Bisping responds, What happened? He had no idea how they ended up on the ground and does not remember them getting punched or anything of the like. Round 2. The two circle each other at a high pace, but this time it's Bisping scoring the takedown and he starts raining down punches as the hometown crowd roars. Kang manages to get back to his feet and the two circle again, trading punches, only for Bisping to barrel forward and take take Kang down again, this time landing even harder shots from the top and busting up Kang quite a bit. Kang manages to get back to his feet, but this time he's on wobbly legs as the crowd in attendance starts to get even louder. So Kang, wobbly, Bisping, determined. The two circle for one last time as Bisping takes down his foe and relentlessly rains down blows and throws knees to the body of his battered opponent, having referee Dan Mergliata call a halt to the bout at 4 minutes and 24 seconds of the second round. There are many memorable things about how that fight ended. The crowd's reaction was something to behold. The modesty Bisping put on display during his post-fight interview was admirable, and the Count bringing in his son into the octagon to display his own martial arts prowess was an awesome way to cap off the redemption. It was on that night that I started to appreciate Bisping as a mixed martial artist and to become a fan. And since that time, what he's managed to accomplish is equally or even more impressive than the feat of having such an impressive performance after such a devastating loss. He has fought everybody. Vanderlei Silva, Chael Sonnen, Brian Stan, Vitor Belfort, Tim Kennedy, Kong Lee, Luke Rockhold, Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre. Not to mention, he got a second crack at Dan Henderson and avenged that loss. He has lost some, but won most. Never mind the fact that 10 years after his UFC debut on just 11 days notice, he finally gets a title shot against one of the most highly regarded middleweights in MMA and knocks him out in the very first round, becoming the undisputed UFC middleweight champion of the world. May 29th, 2018, the Count announces his retirement. Following Michael Bisping's career over the past 12 years has been an awesome ride. He's had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, but no matter what stage he was at, He was always a prominent figure in our sport. It's sad to see him go, but it's been very satisfying to watch the journey of the brash-talking Brit go from a complete unknown to a complete legend of this sport. 